Good evening, Chavar. Here we go. Today's daf is daf Tes Zion, page sixteen in the Halakha Masechus Kedushin. We start on the bottom of Tes Vav Amud Beis, fifteen B, seven lines from the bottom of the daf. Omar of Chiyabaraba, seven lines from the bottom of Tes Vav Amud Beis, and let's remind ourselves. Of where we are sitting in the sugya, so we're coming off of a machlekes between Rabbi Yaisi Aglidi and Rabbi Akiva. When a yid is sold as a a yid is sold to a non-Jew, and he's redeemed, Rabbi Yaisi Aglidi said, if relatives redeem him, he goes free. If non-Jewish relatives redeem him, he works for them. That was Rabbi Yaisi Aglidi. Rabbi Akiva says, opposite. If your relatives redeem you, you're meshubah to them. We can't have people taking advantage and selling themselves. You're going to work for your relatives. If other yidin redeem him, then he goes free. That was the machaikas we're coming off of. Now, the Gemara continues and says that there's a third mahalach. There's a third approach about the halacha when we redeem a Jewish evid from a non-Jew. All that we just mentioned is the Machlekas, Tin Aglili, and Rabbi Akiva. Every time you have a Yid that is owned by a guy and redeemed by another Yid, whether it's a relative or not a relative, you go free. If you know of a Yid who's working as a servant for a non-Jew, you redeem him, and he goes free. Man chachamim, who's the bin lechacham? Rebbe, this is Shitas Rebbe, the mapeklei lahai be'ela, the joshachina. He used the word ve'ela, the ones you're going to work for, these people you work for. It's a different joshah. Umikra nidrash bein lefana bein lacharam. And he holds that psukim are darshan both beforehand and afterwards. And therefore, since before, we're dealing with both relatives and non-relatives, and we say you're going to go free, the luck here is you go free. Says the Gemara, but one second. The reason why Rabbi Yaisi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva both held that there's going to be a time where you work, there's going to be a time, is because v'yatsa b'shnas hayayv. When are you going to go free ultimately when you're redeemed? Bayayva. Says the Gemara one second. If you're automatically going free, when a yid is owned by a guy and another yid redeems him, you're automatically going free. So how is this evad leaving at Yoival. Guess what? He was out as soon as he was redeemed. So where is the circumstance where you have a Jewish Evan who worked for a non-Jewish person, redeemed, and he's going to leave at Yoival? So Gemara says something fascinating. And let's pause, give a quick thought to this. We're giving a case where you have a Jewish servant owned by a non-Jewish person. What's the story? What country are we talking about? Because let me tell you, if we're not dealing with an era that a Bezdin and that Klal Yisrael is sitting on top, the whole thing is, 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 is nishpushit. This is not simple, right? The, the, there's big halachic, uh, call it ramifications and discussions when it comes to when and how you're allowed to redeem a captive so what are the circumstances surrounding this Jewish Eved, owned by a non-Jewish person, that we're now going to get involved and help out the situation? What are the circumstances? So here we go. It says the Gemara, 
We need it for the following b'risa. For those just joining us, we are on the very bottom line of Daf Tesvav Amud Beis. Here we go. If somebody, if the Elev, these people don't redeem him, then he's going to go out in the year of Yaivel. We now turn to today's Daf. Says the Gemara. You know what we're dealing with? A non-Jew who's living in Eretz Yisrael under Jewish domain, under Jewish jurisdiction. Rabbi Ravinsky is logging on from Eretz Yisrael. Yeah? Top line, What's the circumstances? Is he working for a guy? Where's the guy? Is he underneath the control of Bezdin? Is he not underneath the control of Bezdin? Amrit, you're going to say, Well, if he's not underneath the control of Bezdin and has nothing to do with Halacha, what are you going to do to him? Yet there's no way to redeem this Jewish servant, even if you could. The guy's going to tell you, Go jump in a lake. This is my servant. Read the constitution of my country and I get in tug. Have a nice day. Get out of here. So, what's the case? We're dealing with the case, get ready for this, where you have a non-Jew living in Eretz Yisrael. You ever heard of such a thing? Avada, there's such a thing. Of course, there's always been such a thing. Non-Jews living in Eretz Yisrael. But for hundreds of years, they had the first base of Mikdash, they had the second base of Mikdash, there were Goyim living in Eretz Yisrael, but guess what? Even though they don't have the, the Tariag Mitzvahs, as part of the Jewish society, they had to integrate. They had to follow along with whatever was expected. So if you have a Jew, the, the, the way society worked then, if you ever had a Jewish servant that was for a non-Jewish master, the other Yidin, the Eila, these people, right, would go redeem him. And if he's not redeemed by these, then he goes free by Yavel. Says, well, who are these? If you always go free, what do you mean you're going to go out with Yavel? You know what the case is? A Jew works for a non-Jew during the times of Shlomi HaMalach, let's say, you also went out at Yavu. That was part of society. Even if your master was non-Jewish, Yavu released everybody. Interesting. Okay? All right. Bottom line. So that, I mean, bottom line. We have three opinions. That, that was the custom. That was the custom. So, so why, why are we bringing that down? Yeah. Yes, why are we bringing that down? Because what we're walking away with is... Yesterday, we had Machloikas between Rabbi Yosi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva. Today, we're about if who redeems him, does he go free, keep working. Today, we're learning a third opinion. The third opinion is when a Yid redeems, you always go free. The Evet always goes free. There's a problem if you hold that because the Pasuk says, if you're not redeemed by these, you go out by Yavel. I, I, I thought you're free right away. So says the Gemara, no, what, that, that's this halach over here. You know what it means if you're not redeemed by these? If the Yid works for a guy and nobody redeems him, then he goes out free anyway by Yavu. That's the meaning of the Pasuk. He's going to go out anyway. Givaldik. Okay. Now, our Mishnah taught us, if you look back, second Mishnah on Dafyud Dalar Amabez, the Mishnah said that for Mishnah Aleph, we learned about how you acquire a, a woman in marriage. Mishnah Beis on Yudalim Beis taught us how you acquire an Evet. And we said in Evet, every is acquired with Kesef u He's acquired with money and with a document. So until now, we've been discussing the acquisition 
with money, and now we're going to get into the document. Ubishtar, you could acquire an Evid Ivri, a Hebrew servant, with a document. Menolan, how do you know this? Listen closely. Let's pause for a moment and understand what's happening. When somebody acquires a Amma Ivriya, a Jewish maidservant, we learned there's a mitzvah of Yid. What's the mitzvah of Yid? When she comes of age, you have an obligation to marry her. You marry her. She comes of age, you marry her. Now the husband decides he wants to marry another woman as well. Biblically, you can have a number of wives. Says the Torah, If the man takes another woman, you cannot diminish your first wife who started out as an Amariah. You cannot diminish your responsibilities to her. Just because one started out as an Amariah and one started out as a Shidduch, you can't make a discrepancy. You're, you're, you're high up to keep her as a full-fledged wife, not, a, not nothing second fiddle. Okay. Now, what you see from over here is, listen closely, here's the chap. We're comparing an Amavriya to the second wife. Can a, can a woman be acquired in marriage with a document? Yes. Yeah, we learned that. Mishnah. So too, since I'm comparing an Amavriya to a wife... I'm learning that an Amavriya could be acquired with a document. So that's going to be the source. How do I know that a Jewish servant could be acquired with a document? Because a married woman is acquired with a document and an Amavriya could be acquired the same way. Because we're comparing the two. This makes sense if you hold that when you acquire an Amavriya, the owner is the one who writes the document to the father, we'll call it, but there is an opinion that the father is the one writing the document to the master. What are you going to say? That makes no sense. You understand? If the father is writing the document to the master, you can't marry with that star anymore. It doesn't make any sense. You, the, the father is there representing the woman. So the woman's now giving the star to the master. She, the star's working woman to, to him? I understand. Ask the Gemara like this. You want to tell me the two halachas work in tandem? Because if it works by marriage, it's work by Amavriya. There's an opinion that by Amavriya, it's not the husband giving it to her. She's giving it to the husband. So you can't say star works in such a scenario. How do you know that? Because we learned star Amavriya, Mikaiser. Who writes the document of an Amavriya when you want to purchase a Jewish maidservant? Ravuna Amar Adon Kaiser. Ravuna says the master purchases her, like we thought. But Rav Chist Amar Av so this makes sense according to Rav Huna, We could connect the laws of Amavriya to the laws of marriage But according to Rav Chista Who says it's the other way That the father writes the document Michael Amemar How's How are you going to be kind of ishtar How could you What's our source That you can acquire a Jewish servant With a document it says in the puzzle, she doesn't go out like a Ever Kanani. But she even she doesn't leave like an Ever Kanani, but she can be acquired like an Ever Kanani. Mind you, and what way could she be acquired like an Ever Kanani? Star, she can be acquired with a document. So the Gemara is shifting, and the Gemara says, You're right. The source for using a document is not from marriage. 
the source for using a document to acquire a Jewish servant is going to be learned out from the fact that the Pesach says she doesn't leave like a non-Jewish servant, which means she, we're going to assume it means she goes in like a non-Jewish servant. And a non-Jewish servant can be a guy with a star. So too a Jewish servant can be a guy with a star. Says more of Ema, but why don't we say Maybe make a drasha and say that they could be acquired the same way. Yeah, that they're acquired the same way as far as chazaka is concerned. And you can't even go in with a document. Says You should give them as a heritage for the children who come after you. Okay. Vesnachaltem aisam, you should you should hold on to them. Okay, this is referring to the inheritance of an Evakanani. Somebody owns an Evakanani, they pass away, so it's inherited by the children. Aisam bechazaka, an Evakanani is considered a chazaka. There's a status in acquisition of leacher bechazaka, but no other type of eved besides an Evakanani means a Jewish eved. Is not acquired in Chazaka. Vema Isam Bishtar, Velayach, Bishtar, Haino means the acquisition of a Chazaka, of a status. May means an acquisition of a document. It says Gemara, it's not possible. Haksiv, I say, Kitsay Savadim. It says she doesn't go out, Kitsay Savadim. Umara Isa, and how do you know how to darshan the Pasuk? How do you know to darshan it one way and not the other way? In other words, you have two options here. Gemara says, Mistav Bishtar, uh, it makes more sense that we're including a document as a way to include a Jewish servant, that the Jewish servant can acquire a document. Why? Because we already know that a document works when it comes to acquiring a Jew. How do you know a document works when it comes to acquiring a Jew? Get. I know documents work by Jews. So once I already know that documents, once I know that documents work by Jews, we'll say, logic will dictate that uh, that's the method of acquisition that's used to acquire a maidservant as well. Says the Gemara, Adarabha, Punktvaker, just the opposite. Chazoka Havlelebui, maybe instead of including document as a way to acquire an Amavriya, maybe it's te- teaching me that a Chazoka is a way to acquire an Amavriya. Why? Shekin Kaina Binechseyager, because you could use Chazoka to acquire the possessions of a Ger, the possession of somebody who converts to Judaism. We know there's a fascinating, there's a fascinating halacha, which is when a person converts, they get a Nunashama. Ger shenes gayer kekoton shenay dami when a ger converts dami shekoton shenay lad halachically doesn't have any halachic relations uh, 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 is not halachically related to the father mother meaning if you have a family that converts together and the father passes away fifty years later the children have no chiyuv shiva as far as hilchas shiva is concerned okay. There's other things you're supposed to do, obviously. But I'm saying obviously, even though people, what is that? But this has happened over and over and over and over, right? Where there's not necessarily a chi of shiva, but there's a chi of kavod, there's a chi of akar sataif, there's chi of to do uh, specific things. But the halacha is, since when a ger passes away, nobody inherits him. There's no relative. So what do you do? It's mama shefker. So how do you acquire it with chazaka? Status. Status. You take it into your domain. Now it's going to be. Uh, now it's going to be yours. Okay. So a ger that passes away has no halachic uh, inheritors. So uh, maybe we should include the method of acquiring an amavria with chazaka as opposed to star. You're right. We do find that there's a way to acquire uh, with chazaka. However, in hilchos of marriage. 
we don't find chazaka works. However, a document we know works by marriage. And since it works by marriage, we want it to include an Ava Evriya as well. It makes, it makes more sense. Why is that? Because remember, an Ava Evriya ends up getting married. There's a mitzvah of Yir later on. So since Amavriya is kind of like a stage one to a marriage, so we'd prefer to take a type of acquisition that we already know functions for a marriage, i.e. star, and say that's going to work to acquire an Amavriya, as opposed to uh, Chazaka, which we don't find works by marriage. Another possible option is Lahachi Ahani Im Acheres. Yeah, it says, that's why the Pesach says, if he takes another wife, which means that he's not allowed to, uh, he's not allowed to send her away, why are you not sending her away? You're taking another wife. Well, how did you take that other wife? With a star. Did you take that other wife with Chazaka? You did not take it with Chazaka because you can't marry a woman with Chazaka. Since I'm comparing the two wives, the same way the second wife came in with star, the first wife, we're saying, when you originally acquired her, could come in with, must be referring to one who came in with a document. Viravuna. And according to Ravuna, who holds that we learned this out from Imachera Sikachloi, what is the of letting us know that she doesn't go free if if uh, the end of her limb gets cut off like a regular Ever Kanani. We know that if uh, if somebody owns an Ever Kanani and you, you knock out his tooth or he's blinded, that Ever Kanani goes free uh, uh, goes free automatically. And we say that halacha applies to any tips of limbs as well. The owner even if it's by mistake, cuts off the, the guy's hand got caught in a blender and, uh, and his fingertips got cut off, he's, uh, he's going to go free. Now, in Amavriya doesn't have that halacha. Amavriya doesn't have that halacha. If, let's say, a mistake happens and her tooth gets knocked out, she's not going, uh, she's not going to go free. And that's what it means. Why you say 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 For Rav Chista, Rav is going to say, if that's the source, you shouldn't go out like Avadim. What does it mean, my kitsei savadim? You shouldn't go out like the leaving of an Ebekanani. It's letting us know both halachas. Okay? What's it letting us know? Again, she's not going to go out with the loss of a tooth or a fingertip. And also, we do acquire her with shtar. Period. Gavaldik. Okay. <coughs> Our Mishnah said, the kaina es atzmai bishonim. How does the term of an Eved Ivri end? Years. How many years? Six years. At the end of six years, you're automatically out. Same. It says in the Pesach, Sheish Shonim Yavad, six years you should work. Uva Shviyas, Yehseh Lachav, Sheish Chiyinam, Begayma. Seventh year he goes free. Begayvel, he also goes through Yavad. Dechsev, Achnasi Yavad, Yavad Imach. Only only works until Yavad. Okay. Says the Gemara, Begirayin Kesef. With a deduction of money. What does it mean, deduction of money? So, Evid Evry again was sold for $6,000 for six years. He's now worked for three years. What does he do? Pay $3,000 and he's out. Even though the six years aren't up and even though the Yaival's not here, that's another way he could acquire himself back. Biggie Roy and Kesef. It's his option. That's right. There's always a player option. No, but I'm saying it's his option. The owner can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now this, this again, there's three ways for an evidently to end this term. Six years, Yoivel, players uh, buyout. 
Omar Chizkiah. Chizkiah says, the Omar Kroh says in the Pasuk Vehefta, and he redeems her. This means that we deduct from the price the Yaitza. Let her redeem, she redeems herself, and she goes free. Okay, very straightforward. Tana, we learned in a price. The kindest bekesef bekesef. Okay. How does this Evid Ivri buy himself out before six years or Yaitza? How does he pay? Says the mission. I'm sorry, says the Brisa. He could give cash or he could give cash value. Give a car. Value of cash also. And we'll say to the master, you got to take this value and, uh, and set him free. So the Gemara Bishlam Kesef, it makes sense that if he pays himself out, he's acquired with Kesef. Shove Kesef Nami. If he, it makes sense, he could acquire himself back with the value of money. Yashiv Gulasi Yomar Achmana. It says he he pays and he returns and redeems himself. La Rabbi Shava Kesef Ki Kesef to tell us that things that have a value of money is considered money itself. Elahai Star Hechi Domi. But here's the problem: this that we say he's acquiring himself with the document. What's the case? Even with the cost of Lashtara Dome, if it means that the servant is going to write an IOU, he says, "Listen." He goes to me and says, "Listen." I got three years and $3,000 left on the deal, on the contract. I don't have three grand. I plan on leaving. I'm redeeming myself. The three grand, I'm going to write an IOU. And I'll pay you off. Okay? Says the Gemara, Shtar, um, Elim, but the cost of Shtar, that's the same thing as money. Yeah? Because what are you promising over here? You're promising money. You're trying to use the same thing, whether or not it works. Ella, shikhr, uh, uh, Ella, re, Ella, rather, what are you going to say? Shikhr. It means a document of freedom. Okay? Now, how's document of freedom? So what it's going to mean is like this. Forget redeeming. I'll tell you a third way that an avid could leave. Number one, six years. Number two, yaivel. Number three, the owner who gives him a document of freedom. Ashtar shikhr. Six years aren't up. There's no yevil. But if the owner gives him a document, give out. So now he's free. No problem. Says the But then star lomali. What, what do I need a document for? Lamalay, bapitre. All you got to do is have the owner say in front of two witnesses, Zil, get out of here. Inami, or ba'ape beidina, he should go in front of Bezdin and say, Zil, get out of here. Why do I need, uh, why do I need a, uh, uh, a document? Amarova, Rava says, Zotomeret, this is coming to teach me. Ever every gufoi konoi is coming to teach me that Ever every his guf is actually a acquired as opposed to a woman when it comes to marriage there's no acquisition over the body but uh, by an Ever every it's considered his body is uh, is owned by the master and guess what happens v'harav shamochal al if you have a master who's meichel on giroin kesef on the deduction of value ain giroinay meichel. Whatever's left is not considered on the value, is not considered a mechila. Now, there's a lot of rate on this, a lot of tire, a lot of Yumamish uh, do a lot of uh, eon on this, but let's just explain what the Gemara is, is establishing over here, and it's as follows. Generally, if I want to be Michael uh, financial value, all I need to do is say, I'm Michael that value, and now there's no obligation anymore. That's all I need to do, Stamazah. Okay? Makes sense. 
Over here it's a little different. Because over here, what the master has to do is be Michael a giro'in kesef. He's basically being Michael what's remaining of his original claim against the Evet. He's not being Michael the original claim. He's, he's being Michael what's remaining on a claim. So it's not enough to just have, uh, to, to, for him to just say something in front of, uh, in, in front of two witnesses. And if he wants to let him go, he mamish has to give over the rights of the value by giving him a document of freedom. Where mamish, you're not saying, you're free, you could leave. You stole me money. You stole me money. N- nothing changed. I don't understand. Shkayach, I'm free. What is Zilgan out? A document of freedom says, oh, not only are you free, the whole obligation is out the window. That, that takes a document. That's that, that's the limud of the Gemara. Yisera love Amavria. And Amavria has an additional way that she leaves her servitude. She's got the same as the man. All three. Okay, all three. Years. Yoivel. Girayin Kesef. Deducting the value. Plus an additional way, which is physical maturity. Okay? She brings Shtay Cyrus. She shows physical maturity. She's out. Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says, Amavriya kainetz atma b'misasa av mishus adam mikavachaymer. Get ready for this. I'll tell you, says Reish Lakish, a fifth way that an Amavriya leaves is wild. If her dad dies, the one who sold her dies, she's out. Why? Says Reish Lakish, Logic. Why? Umasi manim, just like when she becomes an adult with physical maturity, she'ein mitziyamishus av. It doesn't. She doesn't leave her father's domain. See, when she becomes a nara, twelve years old, the father still has rights to nullify her vow. So over there, she doesn't re- completely relieve. Uh, is not completely removed from her father's domain, but still mitziyamishus adam. When she sows signs of physical maturity, she leaves the master's domain. Misa shemitzir mishosav. So when the father dies, that certainly takes her out of the domain of the dead. How much more so should it take her out of the domain of the master? That's Reish Lakish's logic. To which Rav Haishia says, "One second, may say Rav Lakish. Hold on. You say Lavamavria. We said that Namavria has one more way she acquires herself more than a man, which is shekanetatzabisimani." Now, Rishlakish, take your logic however you want it, but guess what? According to you, there's five ways, and our Mishnah only lists four. Vemisa, and if you're true, Nisina Misav, why didn't the Mishnah say it like this? A manservant leaves with Yaivel, six years, Girayin Kesef, and the Amavriya also has physical, uh, 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 physical maturity. And Misa Sa'av. That's what the Mishnah should have said. And the Mishnah leaves it out. And you're East Lakish, you're Namayra. And if you'd be right, what, what happened to the Mishnah? Why didn't the Mishnah list Misa Sa'av? So the Gemara says, Ton of Ishire. Says Reish Lakish. Because the Mishnah is not giving every last listing. That's why. There's many things. That, that There's other things the Mishnah left out. Not just Misa Sa'av. But Misa Sa'av, Taki, you do go free. Ton of Ishire. We taught some and left out others. 
Says the Gemara, my shire, the high shire. Classic Gemara question, which is like this. You have everybody in the Hevra invited to the birthday party. One guy doesn't receive the invitation. She goes over to the one who made the party. He says, you don't like me? He says, of course I like you. Ton of Ishayir. I couldn't invite everybody. So I had to leave some people out. So what's going to be the question? Who else did you leave out besides for me? Don't say I had to leave some people out and it's only me. Give me a break. Yeah? If you leave out a number... Multiple beside There's no room. There's no space. But pump that happens to be on the one guy not invited because not enough space. Tell it to the Marines. So says the Gemara, right? Says Rishlakis. Eh, Misa Saav she does go free. So why did the Mishnah say it? Eh, ton of Ishaya. We left out Misa Saav. Ask the Gemara. What else do we leave out besides? Because otherwise, I'm not taking that as an answer. Answer says the Gemara. Shire Misa Saad. Another way she goes free is when the master dies. Okay, it's another way that she uh, gains freedom. Now, remember, she doesn't get inherited. And Evid Ivri or Amaria doesn't get inherited to the children. So we talk, I have another case that we didn't list. It says, If we didn't list Misa Sa'ab, because also Misa Sa'adan, let me tell you something, that's not called not invited to the party. Why? Because since that also applies to a man, the Tana didn't, didn't teach us. See, here's the deal. Get ready for this. Says the Gemara, don't tell me you excluded me, Sasa Adin. You know why? Because what do we, remember, what's the Mishnah trying to say? A difference between a manservant and Evid Ivri and Amavriya is an Amavriya also has Shtesaris. We're looking for another case that applies unique to the girl. We said, oh, Misa Sa'av. What else did you leave out? Misa Sa'adun. Misa Sa'adun applies to a man too. Understand, if, if, if an Ebed Ivri's master dies, he doesn't get inherited either. So that's not something else I should have listed. So I'm still left. You only excluded one guy from the party. The only guy from the party that I excluded is Misa Sa'av. So why didn't you say it? That's not an excuse. The Gemara says, Ve'ela Nisni. Shataka, we should have said Misa Sa'av if Rishlakish were to be right. Our Mishnah gave things that have a kitzvah, that have something which is set, which is a very good svarah. What's set? I know when Yavu's coming. I know when the six years are up. I know how much I could pay to deduct. I'm aware of all the details. This, we're not dealing with the American medical system where you go and get taken care of, then you have no clue what sort of bill you're going to get when you get home. Right? You have no shaykhs, there's no kitzvah, there's no stamazai, whatever people make up. And since there's no time, we don't know that her father is going to die. Therefore, even though Reish Lakish's Allah is true, that she goes out with that, but that's why we didn't list it. I Says the Gemara, reaching physical maturity doesn't have a set, specifically a set time when that's going to happen. Vikatanya, we still listed that. You're right, it's not Mamish said, there's no Kitzvah Lamala, no, as far as how high we go, Aval, but Yesh Kitzvah, there is a set time, Lamata, when it comes to underneath. Okay, now what does it mean underneath? Good. So we're going to explain in a moment. Ditanya, look at this Bryson. Okay? Ditanya, we learned it at Bryson. Very interesting case. Okay, what does it mean? There's. A, there's 
there's a, a fixed time above, but no fixed time below. So this is a very interesting halacha. Bain Tesha Shonim If I have a kid who's nine years old, who shows pubic hairs, is he, or is this considered signs of adulthood? Says the Gemara, says the Bryce said, no. You know what this is a sign of? Shuma. It's a sign of a mole. This kid grows two hairs. Moles grow hairs. It doesn't mean you've reached adulthood. These are not pubic hairs. Mi ben teshan But once you're nine years old in a day, ad ben yud beishan v'yemechad, v'yay dembay. So then, Shuma, that's still a mole. The question is, what if these hairs hang around? So then what do we do? So if it's nine years in a day until 12 years in a day, so then we say it's still considered a mole. Now that takes, uh, that takes the sign of adulthood. Now Rashi says that according to Rabbi Yaisi, he's going to say that the fact that they hung around is a sign that he just had early physical maturity. Ben Yurgi Moshan of Yamechor, if he's 13 years old in a day, then Divriya calls Simon. Everybody's going to hold that even if it stays Cyrus on a mole, that this is going to, we're going to take this as a sign of a, of adulthood. So what does this mean? It means like this, that Simone Naris have a lower limit. What do you mean a lower limit? You can't be under nine years in a day. Otherwise, it's not Simone Naris. This is called a growth. It's called hair growth. Has nothing to do with with uh, puberty, okay? What do we say? So what we're saying over here is is that there's not a complete kitzvah. We said we're we only listing things that have a set time, right? So therefore, we didn't mention the father's death because nobody expects the father to die. You never know when somebody's going to die. Right. So we gave cases: six years, you know, yayvul, you know. Eh? Says the Gemara, but you mentioned Simani Naris. You never know for sure when that happens. Says the Gemara. You're right, you don't know for sure when they're going to come, but there's a bottom limit to it. We, we, we have a three-year, once you're nine years old in a day, that's kitzvah. That's set. We have a set age that if you show, if you show Shtay Saris, we, do we know exactly when, what day? No. But if you show Shtay Saris, then uh, you will be considered uh, an adult. Under nine years old, you're not going to be considered. So we do have, it is confined to a specific so age said, it's confined said, to a specific age, and therefore said, we and therefore we mention. He said that kids were. Massive Rav Sheshes. asked a challenging question. Rav Shimon and Rav Shimon says, "Dalid manik and lahem." There are four. Call it uh, times, situations. It's four situations where we give gifts. Hanukkah, like we learned about, when the Eved leaves. Gimel be'ish, the Gimel be'isha. Three apply to men, three apply to women. But you're never going to have four that include a man and four that include a woman. So there's four categories. Men take up three out of the four and women take up three out of the four. So there's overlap. But you're never going to have more than four categories of avadim lefisha ein simanim beish. First of all, there's no signs of maturity by a man because a man 
cannot be an Evid underneath the age of Bar Mitzvah, underneath adulthood. So an Evid Ibri can never go free with the signs of physical maturity. It's not possible. Ve'en Ritziah Be'isha, and a woman can never go free by, um, after becoming a Nirza. Because a woman doesn't become a Nirza. Okay. So we have different ways that they go free. Now, Vim Isa, Ifri Shlakish is right. That an Amavriya goes out when her father dies. Nisni Nami Misa Sa'av. Why don't we say that she should get gifts when she leaves with the death of her father? That would be true, but we left out the other cases. It says specifically for, and when it says specifically for, that means there ain't no other. And therefore, if she dies, when if she goes out with her father's death, she does not get a gift. Why would that be true? If you're going to say, the answer we just gave. And that is, what are the three times a woman gets gifts? When there's set times, puberty, six years, Yoivel, and if there's no set time, like the father dying, we didn't list it. But Simonim don't have a set time, physical maturity, and we still list it. I, but what are you going to say? What we just learned. Physical maturity is considered to have a set time. So we're going to bavarn that as well, forewarn that. You're going to tell me that the same thing that we said in Safra, that there is the bottom age of nine years old. And we learned it as well. Misa Sa'odin Ami like a Tony, says the Gemara. And Misa Sa'odin also like a Tony. We didn't learn now Misa Sa'odin. So we're including the case of Misa Sa'av and Misa Sa'odin. Velar Ba, my new. So, says the Gemara, if we're not including the death of the master, so what taka are the four areas, the four times that it's possible to receive a gift when you, when, uh, you leave servitude? So the Gemara says, Shonim. Six years, Yoivel. A Nirza who goes out at Yoivel. Okay? Because you could have somebody in the middle of the six years who goes out at Yoivel. And you could have somebody who, uh, like a man who's, uh, right, who uh, said, I love my master. So he also is now a Nirza goes out at Yoivel. And Amaria goes out with Simonim. And Hachanami Mistavra. And what's clearly not listed over here? The death of her father and the death of the master. The Hachanami Mistavra, and it's also logical to follow this. The Ketani Sefer says at the end, We learned that you're never going to have four for one category. You're not going to have, an Amavriya does not have four of these, and an Evadivri doesn't have four. Each one has three. Again, they both have years, they both have Yaivo. That's two for each. The third one for a man is going to be Yaivo of and the third one for a woman is going to be Shteisaris. It's going to be reaching physical maturity. Demisa, and if it would be true, if we're going to say that the Misa Sa'odin applies to her, so then by a, by a woman we find four different uh, categories. You learn from here that death of the Adain is just simply not spoken about in the Brisa. Bottom line is that Reish Lakish, again, is... Uh, is um, Sticking to his halacha, that a maidservant goes out by misa sa'av. It's, in, it's a fascinating chiddush, but he brought a makar, he brought a source again. Right? His his, uh, his logic, his kavuchaimer, that if her father dies, she goes free. And we're trying to challenge that. We're trying to figure out. Very nice, you have a kavuchaimer, but maybe there's halachas that are arguing you. So let's keep going. Mosiv Rav Amram, Rav Amram 
asked the challenging question on Rish Lakish. The following people, the following situations, servants who leave get Hanukkah, they get these gifts to help reestablish themselves in society. Bishonim, person who finishes six years of servitude. Biyayvel, guy who goes out because of Yayvel. Misa Sa'adan, the death of the master. Ve'oma Evriya Bishimanim. And an Amavriya is going to go out when she reaches physical maturity. Vim Isa. And if it's true that Rish Lakish is correct, that when the father dies, she, she also gets a gift. Nisina Misha Sa'av. We should have listed Misa Sa'av. And now we're going to do the same thing again. The Chitim. And if you're going to say, there's other things we left out. Va'ilu Katani says specifically these. These means these things that have a set time. Davashi in the kitzvah, but something doesn't have a set time. For example, the death of the father, like a tani, we're not going to list that. Says Gemara, it's not true. But when I'm in the kitzvah, reaching physical maturity doesn't have a set time. But katani, and we do learn it. Vechidim, they're going to say that is considered a set time. Hakanami kidder of safra, the kidder of safra says that under age nine is not going to be considered simani. Simani naris is not going to be considered physical maturity, and therefore, again, we're back to our proof. We're only listing cases of kitzvah. Ha'ika Misa Sa'adan, but you listed Misa Sa'adan. Now the death of a master, there's no set time for, so why are we talking about that? It's saying we don't know the master's going to die, you don't know the dad's going to die. So there's a word, Tiyufta, the Reish Lakish, Tiyufta. Reish Lakish must be wrong. He can't argue on a brisa. Reish Lakish again says, and Amavriya goes out when her father's dead. Says the Gemara, one second, it's not possible, because we list Misa Sa'adan, if the master dies, she goes out with gifts. From the estate, if it would be true, and th- th- we don't know when the master dies, there's no set, no set time for that. As if it would be true that she goes out with Misa Sa'av, we did, why, why, why didn't we list it? Rishwakish, you must be wrong. Says the Gemara, one second. Okay, the Brysa argues. But what about Rishwakish's logic? Rishwakish brought a Kavachaymer. Very nice, the Brysa argues on him. But what are we going to do with his source? What are you going to do with his Kabbalah He seems to have a good logic. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a good Kabbalah I'll tell you why. Kabbalah There's an issue with the Kabbalah Chaymer. You could challenge the Kabbalah and say, You see, when it comes to the signs of physical maturity, her body changes. The Amavriya herself. The entire body, there's Shinoi HaGuf. Her entire, uh, her, her, her body changed. When it comes to the death of the father, yeah, the, the, her body didn't change. Her father kicked the bucket. Nothing changed by her. So you can't make a comparison between Simani Naris and what happened to, uh, and what happened to the father, says the Gemara. So, says the, so the Gemara is establishing that Rish Lakish is wrong. He says she goes free from Misa Sa'av. We're dis- we disproved him. It's not possible. Otherwise, the Brisa would have listed it. It doesn't. He's wrong. What about his Svara? Also wrong. Says the Gemara. Tani Chada, one Brisa taught us, Anak Ever Ivri La'atzmai. When an Ever Ivri goes out with these gifts at the end, he keeps it. The Anak Amavriya La'atzma. And when Amavriya goes out with these gifts, it goes to her as well. The Tani Dach, another her, she keeps it. And we, and we said the same thing by. Whether it's a manservant or a. Right. Now the difference is age. They both keep it. They both keep it. Now, the, now, yeah, so. now in Avedivri, though, is an adult. And Amavriya, when she goes free, is not an adult anymore. Yeah. She's not an adult yet. Yeah, so what? Okay, let's see. 
Vitani Idoch, another Brysa says, Anak Amavriya Metsiyasa Lavia. And let's say you have a father who sells her when she's three years old and now she's nine. So when the master gives her the, the gifts at the end, the father gets it. Doesn't go to her. Okay? Because she's not a, she's not a Gedayla. Ve'ina Rabba Laschar Batala Bovar. And um, there's an interesting halacha, which is if she finds something while she's working for her master, eight years old, she finds something, her father gets it, not her master. I, it's not fair, she's supposed to be working for me. We'll say, okay, how much does it work out that she gets paid per hour? We'll give that back to you. But her metzias go to the father. The owner gets paid back for missed time that she dealt with the, uh, she dealt with the, lo- the lost objects. Okay, now, my love, ha denafka bisimonim. This brisa that we just said, of that, the pay goes to the father. The second brisa, the pay goes to the father. So, aren't we dealing with a case where she went out with simonim? So she's now a nara. So she's going out. And uh, the first brisa, maybe which says she gets it, is where the father dies. Yeah, the Gemara says like this. It seems to be a contradiction of brisas. One brisa says. When she goes out, she gets it. The other Bryce says, when she goes out, the father gets it. Stira. So Mar says, you know, the simplest thing to do, you could say they're arguing and they're different authors, but the simplest thing to do would look at it and say, different scenarios. Scenario number one, that, that she gets it, that's where she's going out because her father died. So there's no father to get it, she gets it. Scenario number two, where the father gets it, is where she's going out for other reasons, and the father's here, so he should get it. And maybe there's no contradiction between the Bryce's and this would actually support Reish Lakish, who we just blew out of the water. Okay, Reish Lakish says, she goes free, but Misa Sa'av. Gemara says, Lai. That's not the understanding of, of the Brises. Both Brises dealing with, she's going out with signs of physical maturity. But like Kasha, and there's still no contradiction, Ha de Isi La'av, Ha de Lese La'av. Okay? One's dealing with whether there is a father or no father. Not that she's going free because of her father. Let's say the father sells her when she's six, seven. So now she's seven, she's going to go out with Simani Naras. When she goes out, maybe her father kicked the bucket three years ago. She didn't go free. So who gets it then? She does. But if there's a father, he gets it. Maybe that's, that, that's the bar. It's going to do with Reish Lakish. Okay? So there's no, no, no support for Reish Lakish over here. Says the Gemara, Bishlama, it's understandable. Anakam of Atzma, when she goes out, she gets it, the Mute Achim, to exclude her brothers. Now, why would her brothers get it? Things are inherited to your children after you. Aisam, what does it mean? Aisam, Livnechem, when you have an Evakanani, that gets inherited, that goes to the children. So you have a Yid who has, who has uh, Evakanani, that Yid dies. The Evakanani is inherited by the children. But your daughters don't get passed down to your children. What does it mean that your, the, your sons don't inherit your daughters? What does that mean? What it means is that your, the rights that you have over your daughters do not get passed on to the brother. So a father has a right to marry off his daughter or to sell his daughter. Dad passes away. Do the sons inherit that right? No. The sons don't inherit the right to now marry off their sister, sell her as an Amavriya. Those rights are not inherited. 
Ella, Anak Yavarivri La'atzmai. So, but when a, when we said that the gifts of an Yavarivri goes to himself, Shita, Ella Laman, who else are they going to give it to? Amr Yosef, Yod, Keres, Ka, Chazina, Hacha. I see that you took a small Yod, small Yod, and you made it bigger. You made, you made it bigger. What does it mean he took a small Yod and made it bigger? He says, we didn't need to talk about it. But once we were talking about that in Amavriya, the Chiddush is, Amavriya goes to her. If there's no father, the brothers don't get it. Once we're mentioning her, we're mentioning him. We're throwing it in, Benichami wasn't necessary. Abai Yomar, Hachi Yomar, Sheshes, Hamani Tutoyi, who wrote this, Brises Tutoyi, the Tanlant of Raisa Tutoyi, Yomar Tutoyi says, Loi, Veloi, Lebal, Chayvai. Okay? What happens is, if you have an Evid Ivri who owes money to somebody else, so the gifts are given to the Eved and the lender cannot go ahead and collect them. Okay? So again, simple case. Eved Ivri, Ruvain's working for Shimon. While Ruvain's working for Shimon, Ruvain, the Eved, borrows money from Levi. Now Ruvain goes free. Shimon has to give him goodbye gifts. Can Levi go and take those gifts? The answer is no. Light. Light. These gifts are for him to help reestablish himself. And this is not included in his property that Levi could go and take from. We'll hold it here for today. Pick up from here tomorrow, Mertesham. Have a wonderful evening.